Hi, I am Chitra. I am Madhvi. I am Jyoti. I am Suchitra. Together, we are your hosts on the Edge Podcast. We bring you stories and experiences from our experiments around learning, marketing, and design. These are stories of people, technology, and people interacting through technology. Of what we see, create, and recommend. Natural born storytellers and listeners. Everyone loves a good story. Nearly all of us have listened to and got lost in the world of stories, even if it's just for a brief moment. Taking us into fantasy land or landing ourselves into realms of adventure, sometimes as the protagonist, sometimes as the observer. Regardless, we've come away with strong feelings and emotions after reading or listening to one. Stories are powerful and can create great learning experiences. As people who strive to design and deliver learning that sticks, I thought that this conversation had to happen between Linda Jacob, our maverick story weaver, Madhavi, the story productizer, and myself, who likes everything about stories, to share how stories have shaped our younger lives and continue to be a powerful tool to teach and learn. Listen to this episode and you may just want to be a storyteller. Hi Madhavi, hi Linda. It's so nice to have you both here. As is always, talking to you all is a great pleasure. Today's topic is all about storytelling. The first thing I wanted to start with is asking each one of you how stories have influenced you or have had an impact on you, whether it's your professional lives or personal lives. I've always been brought up with stories. So when you say stories, I remember my grandparents. I was literally brought up on stories of the Mahabharata and Ramayana. Uh, My grandfather, every evening, once he used to come from the fields, used to sit down on one of his easy chairs and say, okay, today which story do you want to hear? Do you want to hear about Rama or do you want to hear about Arjuna? Who do you want to hear about? My grandmother, ever since I remember her, was blind. Her favorite way of entertaining us was to Uh, tell stories about any word. So if you just tell her mango, she'll tell you a story about a mango or even a a slice of poetry that starts with the word mango. So stories are very, very interlinked with my childhood memories and are very sweet for me. How about you, Madhavi? Similar stuff. My earliest memories ever are uh, sitting with my dad and watching a replay of uh, Ramayana first and then Mahabharata. <laughs> yeah. So if dad was not around and it used to play on Doordarshan, I would record it. He made me record everything. And then he would sit in the night and tell me, play, pause, translate from Hindi to Kannada or English. So that is my earliest memory. That's how I tend to remember things. I don't remember facts. I remember the broad story arc of things. So I can be like, this, 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 this happened and somebody will fill in the details. So I'm like, okay, good. Otherwise, there's Google. <laughs> so there's definitely some impact about stories and listening to you two also takes me back into my childhood where it's been a real mixed bag. My mother for several years would read to my brother and me bedtime stories. Uh, and in those days, it was a combination of our mythology, which is again, what you all have mentioned, the Ramayana and Mahabharata for sure. I had a grand aunt who used to 
add a generous dose of Krishna's stories, which are a whole set of stories by themselves. I remember being awed by the fact that somebody could consume that much butter. I mean, that's <laughs> the memory I have about a Krishna story. Yeah. In addition to that, there was the Grimm's fairy tales, you know, a whole series of books. And in fact, in school, I remember a lot of teachers using storytelling. There used to be a story period. Yeah. If I remember right, in class three, one of the teachers had a, a leather-bound maroon color storybook which had gilt-edged pages and all of us would be privileged to walk up, pick up the book once a week and choose the story for the class for that day. And you know, there's a story which stands out only for the sake of its name. I don't remember what happened in the story, but it was called The East of the Sun and the West of the Moon. <laughs> okay, I've never heard of And that the one. reason I remember my classmate picked that story was she had very adroitly counted the number of pages that the story was. And that story, I think, was the longest in that book and it was 80 pages. So she knew that at least for three weeks, we would all be tuned in eagerly waiting to listen to the next part of the story. <laughs> okay. You know, so I think all of us uh, have had uh, experiences of being told stories and, uh, you know, they've had tremendous impact in our lives. So that leads me to the next question in terms of uh, we are in the knowledge services business and uh, a lot of what we do is uh, designing learning experiences. How has storytelling played into the creation of these learning experiences? When I joined CB, I heard a lot about storytelling. One of the things that they keep telling us is whenever you write something, even if it's a marketing campaign or even a course, it has to be embellished with a story. Only then does it actually stick to whoever, to the audience. And I couldn't get it because to me a story is fictitious and it's something that uh, an author creates and I never thought that I could create a story. I thought it's something that a, a novelist or an author would be able to do. But I realized that going through the exercise of creating e-learning courses etc, I realized that we're all storytellers. When we go from work and we go back home, when they ask you what did you do today, you do tell a story when you go back home. And I realized that in my previous avatar, I was actually telling stories. I realized that only now, it was something that I was inherently doing. And I realized that a lot of the good salespeople, they were amazing storytellers. I didn't realize that before. It was only when I started actually using storytelling as a technique that I realized that I was doing it instinctively for years. Like for example, many years ago, we developed a new product, which was actually a benefit given to people traveling around the globe, that they would get $250 if they, were, they happened to be mugged or uh, pickpocketed. It was a benefit that you could just add into any cover, any insurance policy and just sell it, right? And people might end up saying that, why are you doing that? What is the need for it? But I actually had a story behind it, that there was one of our insured members who had traveled to, uh, to a European country who got mugged on the way and he lost his purse and everything and he didn't know how to, he didn't, he didn't have a way of getting the money back and we as an insurance provider had a network around the globe and was able to give him the money. This was in the times when you couldn't transfer money all over the place. That story actually, rather than the benefit saying that you're going to get $250 if you happen to get mugged, 
rather than that saying the story about this guy who actually went to Amsterdam and got on a train and this happened to him was actually easier to relate or was more relatable to the audience or the client so that was a story wasn't it i didn't realize it was a story until i came to see me so no, I, th- i think that's very interesting because uh, in all of our experiences if we go back we had stories told to us throughout our mm. lives you know even in our work lives like you said sales people tell very good stories sitting on the engineering side it took me a while to realize that they were telling us the story <laughs> because they wanted us to build something yeah coming with all good intent and later on it turned into oh my god here comes another story but how are we going to do it we don't have time and all of those fears and anxieties but we'd enjoy the story you know one such that stands out in my experience is the fact you know feeling proud of the product that we had developed because it was used in india's uh, first mission to the moon as part of uh, the gaganyaan mission nice. uh, to collect data you know and that was such a powerful story to actually then go and tell in college campuses here when we used to go and recruit from college campuses to say that would you like to work for the organization that actually built the infrastructure on which the gaganyaan mission data would be collected and processed and analyzed it had an immediate impact on on people and they were suddenly sitting up and listening and not just waiting for the compensation and benefits <laughs> <laughs> chart to come up you know during campus interviews but madhavi you've had a few interesting anecdotes from the recent part on how storytelling has helped you shape products storytelling basically when it resonates with the listener they feel that they are part of something bigger than them and that makes a big change in the way they approach anything in my recent experiences there have been many ways that storytelling has come in i am an engineer so even with my data i realized i could present any kind of statistics any kind of beautiful colorful graphs but nobody cares until you tell them a story absolutely so you said you were scared of the stories that sales people gave you i fed sales people stories with my data <laughs> okay so i have been at that end also even in my stint at spotify when we were figuring out what to do and how to alter algorithms for the indian audience i was looking at the data and trying to figure out what stories are they telling me because once i figure out what is this data telling me i can share that with the broader team and they know how to build the products so this time i'm feeding the product managers there too so those were what i did in my engineering days here uh, with clearly blue and adeptic we've used storytelling in pretty much all of our learning products as well uh, we've done this for our product for 10 standard students which is called uh, smarten where we have introduced all the science concepts that we are teaching them as though students are teaching students so it's not top down it's more like facilitating peer learning and all of this is thanks to linda here <laughs> so what i've always felt madhavi is that any big concept or anything that is like science for example we all consider it to be dry and not interesting to a lot of people unless you're a nerd i guess or even data data is something that always fascinates me actually madhavi and i also love finding the stories hidden within data but a lot of people they can't relate to it and it, it sort of stumps them and they don't want to even look at it what i feel stories do stories are actually just i feel are the human threads the human narrative 
that binds all of us together and makes us understand why we are doing something. It is the best way to make a person, like you very correctly said, it motivates us to do something. If you don't know the story behind something, you can't do it. The Smarten exercise, what we were trying to do was show other children that you can actually become a master of chemistry, you can become a master of physics. It is doable. When you see somebody else doing it, you can do it. It's more relatable than making a teacher teach them. If an Arati who is sitting right beside me in the bench can learn chemistry, then I should be able to do the same thing. And I think we've done the same with a lot of other courses and other programs that we've done where we create characters that are similar to ourselves or the to the audience and make that character speak for you. And I think this speaks to a very interesting theory about peer learning or social learning. Mm. Uh, I don't recall the exact pillars or principles of that theory, but they were proposed through a study by a gentleman by the name of Albert Bandura, where he said that uh, both cognitive and behavioral learning happens in a social setting through the story that you all have constructed for 10 standard children to learn. It's about people like themselves teaching each other. It's about people like themselves overcoming their difficulties and making an attempt to learn what is perceived to be a tough topic yeah. or an uninteresting topic or a dry topic simply because a friend is doing it somebody who I like otherwise is making an attempt to teach me I think storytelling is powerful in learning because it also gives rise to retention and recall from a cognitive standpoint as well as uh, motivational aspects yeah. come into play where hey I can see everybody around me trying to learn this. You see them behaving differently while they're trying to learn something. And then I'm going to try to copy it. It's a very it's a very human thing that happens. And, and the anchor there is the story, the human connect or that thread which is binding yeah. everybody. Then why is it that so many courses are so uninteresting? Is it because they just lack uh, enough stories to tell? How is it that learning designers can make this whole thing learning and an and interesting experience? We strongly believe, and I think we've proved it through a lot of the products that we've developed, that it's through stories and through in, in, engagement and interaction. You not only should tell a story, you should make the audience or the learner believe that they are part of the story. It should be a story in which they live and breathe. It should be like the 3D movies that we go and watch with those glasses on right where you feel that the stone is coming right your way and you're ducking to avoid it i personally feel the story can't be that you have a lady standing in the beginning saying hi i am anna or hi i am susan and then that's the only place she's there and then you dive deep into data analytics that isn't the story I understand that when you're teaching technical concepts, you cannot go away from the fact that it's heavy material and it is by nature difficult to assimilate and difficult to learn. But you can make it interactive. You can make it conversational. You can make it lighter. The greatest teachers are the ones who've made us realize that learning isn't so hard. They teach in such a way that we don't know that we are learning only. Yeah. Right. Learning should be... I don't know whether it's idealistic, Chitra, to say that learning, I hope, develops and evolves to a place where it is not so heavy lifting. It's not like you, you're making a small dragonfly lift up a stone. 
it should be easier it should be more relatable to at least the person who is interested in learning uh, otherwise you are scaring a lot of very interested people away from perfectly good concepts and subjects definitely definitely and I, and if we are in the business mm. of creating those kind of learning experience i think the imperative is on us to mm. actually bring those experiences to life for people who want to learn i wish then there is a way of actually teaching storytelling one of the misconceptions i had before joining this team of people is that storytelling is not something you can teach i thought it's something that you're born with like you know the ability to sing perhaps but i've realized that all of us are storytellers by nature i think human beings are storytellers so madhavi and i had an interesting experience developing a putting together a course in um, one of our platforms called nobi so we were putting together this course remember madhavi what was it called emotional wellbeing the two of us were sitting in i think it took us a couple of hours to put it together and we've had this series of videos which were uh, they were heavy heavy concepts and quite you know difficult not difficult they, they're not they're they were not, intense they were intense, yeah, they were and, intense and they're not sticky like you you see one video which is maybe two or three minutes and even that's like okay fine i i think my emotional well-being is okay i should stop here yeah <clears throat> right yeah they were not very engaging concepts mm-hmm. because you're trying to tell people how to identify this and try to give them solutions how I mean, to it was so easy we didn't need the course yeah. so you know because this is a hard subject and an intense subject is why we have the course so we are trying to see that what can we do for our learners <laughs> to make it a little more interesting and make it a little lighter so what did you do so we made memes <laughs> <laughs> that's what we did <coughs> and i was very proud to go back home and tell everybody that day that today at work all we did was make memes <laughs> i did I, i said exactly so we went back home and t- told a story about it also <laughs> yeah so like even in linkedin right now there is this whole conversation about whether you should have this funny button or not mm-hmm. why not stories sell man yeah. if they make you laugh they are still making some concepts stick they are engaging you so that's what we were trying to yeah. do we're not trying to take away anything from the subject but we're trying to say there is a humorous aspect to this as well and we want the user to approach the same thing from different perspectives this is very similar to what you and i were talking about madhavi in terms of you know for those children preparing for the 10th standard exam how about we introduce a few nuggets yeah in between uh, and make it like a little story you know whether it was why b- birds can sit on an electric wire without getting electrocuted yeah. or you know how much energy does it really take to split an atom these are things that uh, immediately enliven the whole learning experience i can imagine a child just going back and uh, telling its parent hey guess what i learned today you know and then that becomes a story by itself yeah exactly and that can also be the motivation for future learning yeah absolutely yeah. stories actually connect you also right they make you realize that the other person who doesn't look like you or sound like you even speak like you is actually very similar to you right so they connect you too i think we've also discussed stories or or courses with stories about unconscious bias and stuff like that which i think when you add stories into the mix it becomes more lively Yeah, I think when you bring in characters into the picture, you're making it not personal. So now you can discuss issues about that characters without bringing all the baggage that you know about a person. 
Absolutely. Right? And you can approach it from different perspectives at different points of time. And still make the character very relatable. Yes. Uh, a lot mm. of us find ourselves connecting to the character, empathizing with the character. Yeah. And I think that's exactly the response we want from learners to be to be involved with the learning at that level. Yeah, but this is true in our lives also, right? Even the same Ramayana and Mahabharata. You've heard that from your childhood. But how do you approach that story now as an adult with all your current knowledge? Yeah. It's very different, but there's still something that you can take away and connect with. In fact, you brought up a very interesting point. You know, I've been listening to a Mahabharata podcast simply because I'm always looking for different walking companions. <laughs> uh, and and stories have become my walking companions over podcasts. Suddenly the questions that I find myself asking myself after every episode at this stage in life are, you know, why did the king respond that way? Why didn't the prince not do anything when he was being taunted and provoked? And which are very different questions. And I realized that, you know, a lot of those questions can be are very relatable to our current circumstances and scenarios and can definitely be incorporated into courses around decision making, mm. leadership, uh, which are two... Negotiation. Negotiation. Bring Krishna into the picture. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. You know, and <clears throat> that you win some, you lose some, mm. that you have to give away something before you get something. Mm. Uh, and that in giving away, there is there is no loss of anything, mm. you know. And how to observe a process as, as it unfolds. I mean, all these things are such important lessons for anybody in the workplace today. Right? Yeah. As part of uh, even some of what we are trying to do or uh, look at essential employability skills. Is what is it that you need to know? And I get this question quite often from a lot of young people that are entering into the workforce. What do you think I should know? How should I get along with people at work? What is it that I shouldn't do? What is it that I should do? And I think a lot of these uh, stories that we've grown up with, like you said, Pandavi, we look at them very differently today. Yeah. And those can be translated into a lot of the learning that we design, isn't it? Yeah, Absolutely. definitely. Started giving us ideas, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we got together to do this. Nice. <laughs> because I think that's the other thing that yeah. we do really well is just feed off of each, each other's... Uh, stories. Stories. <laughs> yes. So, um, just to wind up this episode on storytelling and incorporating stories into learning experiences, anything that you all would like to leave our listeners with? Prior to coming to Clearly Blue, I worked on this volunteer project. We called it the 100 Stories Project. I teamed up with an NGO. They wanted kids, especially visually impaired kids, to improve their English. Typically, these are coming from a disadvantaged backgrounds. The medium that they hit upon was storytelling. So basically, we crowdsourced a lot of popular stories and got different volunteers to record these stories. Through the medium of listening to these people reading out or some of them actually went all out, enacted, added music, effects, whatnot. People, it brought out people's creative selves. But to the unintended audience, which are like high school and uh, college students, they get to hear these stories and through that they're learning good English. 
If you give yourself the time and space to listen to this, the other person's story, it helps you connect with them and perhaps makes your story more interesting for them. And when I say story, we're not talking about the Ramayana or Mahabharata. We're talking about small little things that we share with each other around the, the lunch table here. Each of those stories are the building blocks that make us who we are. I think uh, collectively, we should just give the space to tell each other stories. I think this is a great way to close this podcast. I'm sure we will have many other insights into the powers of storytelling and how they can be woven into creating great learning experiences. Stay tuned for that. Thank you so much, Madhvi and Linda. Subscribe to the Edge podcast on your favorite podcast channel. We are on Google, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher and more. If you like this episode, please share it with your friends. If you have stories to share and want to be featured on our podcast, write to us at podcasts at adepticlabs.com.